you live Friday afternoon. This is the Brilliantly Dumb Show, episode 34. I'm Big Game Bob. Across the way, as you all know, you're looking at Grace Ibrahim behind the glass on the ones and twos, rocking and rolling here, presented to you by Bro Bible. Now, we put a couple articles out, psyched about that. I love to write www.brobible.com. My first article was the rise and fall of LeVar Ball, talking about how this guy was just everywhere and anywhere when Lonzo first got into the NBA. Now the guy can't be found. He's nowhere to be found. So did an article on that, stoked about that. Um, Anywho, we're going to just jump right on into things here, Grace, if you don't mind. Let's get rocking and rolling. So for our first sports segment, what, what, what I want to talk about here is something that really, actually, truly bothers me. You know, a lot of stuff with sports, sometimes you see it, it bothers you for the time being, you get over it. 20 minutes after the game, you just change the channel, whatever it may be. I cannot get over this Zion Williamson minutes restriction. I can't do it. The, the guy is the next big thing. Okay, no pun intended when I say big because he's about 6'10", moves like a locomotive, and is just a freak, just jumps through the gym. I'm watching him play against the Bucks the other night. The guy's putting on a show. He He's a highlight reel just waiting to happen at any moment. He's one, he's one of those rare occurrences where there's 10 guys on the floor even if he's on defense, he is the only guy you're watching. It's fascinating. And his first game back to the NBA, I, I forget who it was against, but they were so key on him having playing exactly 22 minutes. They weren't going to go a minute under or a minute over. And first game back, you know, they want to kind of slow him into things. The guy was lighting. It up. He started kind of slow. He had all the hype around him. Everybody's waiting to see what this guy does. They're down 10 in the fourth quarter, and this dude just takes over. I mean, he's just draining buckets from way beyond. Just parking lot type jumpers. He's jumping over people. People are going fucking bananas. I have never been so tuned in to an NBA regular, there goes my cell phone, that's the brand new iPhone 11 Max, highly recommend it, don't know if I'll still recommend it, if there's a crack on it now, Grace, we're going to take a look here, no crack, highly recommend, iPhone 11 Pro Max, that's a sturdy son of a gun right there, wow, anyway, it just bothers me, the guy's going off, the, the arena's going nuts. The Pelicans have never seen a crowd like this. People are going just bonkers. And they took him out because he hit his 22nd minute. Mind you, they were down 10 with like 7 minutes left. They were then tied in the game. They take Zion out and then lose the game. You know, like, how bad is it? And, and mind you, this whole this minute restrictions thing, it, it just totally took the air out of the place when he came out. But this this minute restriction thing, it, NBA is not the only place that it's happening. 
if you look at baseball now, baseball's doing it the same. Now that 100-pitch milestone marker, you throw a 100-pitch, and, and the, the next thing you know, the manager's just walking out to get you. Just coming right out to get you. Even if you're just cruising, just mowing down batters, breaking bats, ground balls, doesn't matter. You hit 100 pitches, they're taking you out. And it's just so bad for the game. It really is. If anybody was watching this Scion appearance, it was so much fun to watch. And they took him out, and it just it took the air out of the entire building. You know, it's just, let, let's toughen up a little bit. It's not Zion's fault, but let's toughen up. I just watched Billy Joel perform his 95th straight night in the garden. That's straight. Billy Joel's fucking like 72, just cranking out smash hits at the garden. You think Billy's just going to decide to take a night off? This dude is emptying the tank, selling out the garden, night in, night out. Partly because I think there's somebody, and I don't know if it's one of their promoters, but it just seems like every band or artist, they they get the rumor out there that it's their last concert. Like, I swear, since I've moved to Los Angeles, the Rolling Stones has performed their last live show at the Hollywood Bowl 55 times. Every show for the Rolling Stones, people are saying, this is their last show. You gotta get tickets now. So you pay three fifty a pop, only to find out the Rolling Stones are back at the Hollywood Bowl the next week. The Rolling Stones has performed a good 104 final shows. I don't know who's the one who spreads the rumor on this. If it's that, it's great marketing. Every time I'm in New York, it's Billy Joel's last appearance. I go. I spend the fucking poor fortune. I drink like a fish. Because I want to enjoy the last time Billy Joel plays, only to find out he's slapping away at the keys the next day in the garden. I mean, seriously, with this minutes restriction, though, what if Usher Raymond just decided, hey, you know what? Sorry, Staples Center. I performed last night. I'm not a big back-to-back guy. I'm just going to take the night off. It's Taco Tuesday. I'm going to go crush some tacos. We'll try and get you a refund on your tickets. Usher Raymond doesn't do back-to-back performances. I mean, guys, let's toughen up a little bit. Billy Joel's probably singing Piano Man at the Garden as we speak. He's barely got anything left, the poor guy. If artists aren't bitching about it, neither should the athletes. But... You know, what people need to realize, too, at the same time, like, for example, Doc Rivers, perfect example, benching the Kawhi Leonard, and it's terrible. If you have tickets and you go and he's not playing, it, it's it's awful. It sucks. But at the same time, on the different side of things, you also got to realize, if you're Doc Rivers, hell yeah, I'm doing the same thing if I can get away with it. You don't think he wants Kawhi fully rested when they face off against the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals? Meanwhile, LeBron, God love him, is banging bodies with the Greek freak, you know, in the game in the beginning of February that nobody gives a shit about. And it, it does. It wears you out a little bit. And then the NBA has the problem is where do you draw the line? People say, oh, you should fine them if they don't play. Fine, so be it. But where do you draw the line? If I'm Doc Rivers, can I just then put Kawhi Leonard in for two minutes, take him out, and that's the end of it? Yeah, I played him. 
you know, so I, I just think it's it's easier said than done to do, but it's so frustrating. Could you imagine walking to Tom Seaver or Lou Gehrig and saying, hey, Lou, we're only going to play you seven innings tonight. We'll pull you from the seventh. Go tell Kobe Bryant that he's on a minutes restriction. He never would have let that slide. So I, I think the players kind of got to make a stand. Um, but it's terrible. It really is. You think Elton John wants to schlep into, I don't know, the Barclays Center every other Friday to go perform? You think he wants to do that? You don't think he's a little tired of that by now? You think he really gets up for, you know, he's done a thousand some odd concerts. Elton, come on now, you gotta get up. I don't want to get up to perform. I've played Rocket Man 50 times in the last two weeks. Now I'm tired. It's like, Elton, you know what? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. It's terrible. Grace, Elton John's British, right? Was that a good Elton John? Anywho. But, by the way, you know who's not on a minutes restriction? Big game Bob. Let's just keep this rolling. Anywho. Moving on. Grace, did you see the video of the San Francisco 49ers returning home from their loss from the Super Bowl? It was one of the most depressing things I think I've ever seen. It was so sad. They got off their plane. They flew commercial, just had a big Delta sign on the side. Like, they didn't even put them through, like, a private tarmac. They all had to go to, like, baggage claim and shit. Nobody was there. Usually the losing team of the Super Bowl, some people, like, greet them and they're clapping. Good job, guys. Next year, next year. These guys' own wives didn't pick them up, Grace. I could have sworn I saw Nick Boza ordering an Uber. Where the fuck is my Uber? What the fuck? I mean, that losing team's flight has to be piss poor. Meanwhile, if you're a chief, I mean, it, it's worth the blood, sweat, and tears, the price of admission of getting into the Super Bowl just to be on that flight back home. It's got to be just bananas on there. Meanwhile, the Niners have four offensive linemen staggered into one row. One commercial row, that is. Six foot four, 355 pounds. Uh, ma'am, uh, could you tell me how to connect to the Wi-Fi, Sir? As we stated previously, there is no in-flight Wi-Fi. Now, as the captain mentioned, please make sure your seatbelt's on and your tray table is in the upright stowed position. Thank you. I mean, it's just got to be, it's like they don't even treat you well anymore. It's like they totally just disregard the fact that you made it to the Super Bowl. You're an NFL football player. Just, I mean, I don't get it. Hey, Robbie. What's that, Grace? We have a uh, Jerry calling in right now. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's Jersey Jerry from the last. Yeah, he's from the Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Steeler guy, Jersey Jerry. All right. Well, should we let him through? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let him through. We're going to talk to Jersey Jerry here, folks. All right, hang on. Grace, where is he? I think he just hung up. What, the guy calls on to the show and he hangs up when we put him through? <laughs> call, let's, let's, let's go ahead. Let's just call him again. All right. All right, folks, it's going to be Jersey Jerry's going to be back on the show. Here he is. Who knows what he wants to talk about. Jersey Jerry coming in on. 
This is Jerry. What do you mean, this is Jerry? Jerry, you're on the Brilliantly Dumb Show. You called us. Oh, yeah, yeah, 35 minutes, huh? 35, oh. You told me that Gracie would answer the phone every single time for me when she knew it was me. Jerry, we put you through to the show. You hung up the damn phone. Bobby, what? I didn't hang up nothing. What do you want to nothing. talk about today, Jerry? Listen, Bob, listen. Don't hang up. Please do not hang up. Please. Listen, I just want to say a couple things. Now, the 49ers defense, they were decent all year. But you put a Pittsburgh defense there, Bob? Patrick Mahomes is shut down. He is not getting more Jerry. than 200 yards. Jerry. Bobby, listen. Please, listen. Minka Fitzpatrick, right? The last six games of the year... They only threw the ball to his side of the field two times. That's it. Two targets. Bobby Mahomes would have never done what he'd done if it was the Steelers' defense. That's all I'm going to say, Bob, right there. Jerry, Jerry, the Pittsburgh Steelers did not make it to the playoffs, Jerry. What don't you understand? I said if, Bob, if. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. They couldn't win in the division with the Bengals and the Browns. I'm talking about the defense, Bob. Forget about the Steelers' offense. It was what it was. Oh, Jerry, you know what, though? Defense. You know what I would like to do, Jerry? While I actually what? have you here, what I what I will put on, what I have no issue doing, I received a text from you on the day of the Super Bowl, from what I can recall. Here it is. Bob, don't bring that up right now, no, Bob. No, I'm going to bring it up, Jerry. Bob, I have a few locks for you. You can go ahead and... And book it. Okay? Here were your locks, Jerry. You ready for this? Go ahead. I know what I said. Go ahead. Debo Samuel to score a touchdown throughout the game. Did Debo Samuel score a touchdown, Jerry? No, but he was close, Bob. He was Me- close. <laughs> all right. All right. Nicole Hardman to score a touchdown throughout the game. Did Nicole Hardman score a touchdown, Jerry? He, he, he almost broke one off the kick return. He almost did. Okay, so that is a no. George no, Kittle right. to score a touchdown during the game. Did George Kittle score a touchdown, Jerry? He was close at the, at the end of the half, but they called off of the pass. Okay, the now Jersey Jerry, you also said Kansas City to score a touchdown. You said take the over of 53, yeah. so you got you botched that one too. Jerry, you were 0 for 5 on your locks. Yeah, I mean, Bob, sometimes... Oh, oh, Jerry, I'm actually not done. I'm not done. Demi Lovato over a minute, 55 seconds. Demi Lovato cruised through that thing, Jerry. Oh, you know what I was thinking about, Demi? Listen, I did a lot of research on her, Bob. A lot of research on her. I seen her past performances with the national anthem. She looked like she wanted to get out of there. I got no idea why, Bob. Well, Jerry, you also saw a lot of Debo Samuel's performances to score a touchdown. You probably saw him score a touchdown in the regular season. Didn't see him score in the Super Bowl, what you promised me. That that, that was my fault, Bob. But I guarantee you, I guarantee you, I guarantee it, book it, the Steelers will be there next year. That's all I'm saying. I I don't want to get off topic, but that's all I got to say. Steelers will be there next year, Bob. 
Jerry, you said it this year, you'll say it next year, the year after that, the year after that. The Pittsburgh Steelers will not go to a Super Bowl about, unless they can get it. Real quick, how about that halftime show? What kind of joke was that? What you was got wrong? Shakira, 43 years old up there. She can't move no more. J-Lo, 50? How about put Meek Mill up there, huh? Dream changer. How about Meek Millie? Jerry, uh, Jerry, I, Jerry, I, t- I could not disagree with you more. Thankfully, I disagreed with you on your sports bets, and I disagree with you too. I thought Shakira was phenomenal. If you want to go and and bust J Lo's balls, all right, that's fine. Don't come at Shakira because you're flat out wrong, Jer. I ain't wrong, Bob. How about get Meek Millie up there with the chain? Uh, we're Green not putting. No, we're not putting Meek Mill on the Super Bowl halftime show. I thought Shakira did a phenomenal job, and I thought J-Lo did a really good job, too. What What's your favorite Super Bowl halftime special. show of all time, Jerry? Bobby, that's tough, Bob. That's t- I, I, liked the, I liked it the one year, Bobby. I forget the lady's name, but she, sh- she showed on the TV. I think it was Janet Jackson's, maybe a nipple or something, right? I like that one, Bobby. Jerry? Thank you for calling into the Brilliantly Dumb Show. We're cutting you off. Here we go again. All right, whatever, Bob. Bye. I tell you, Grace, that that Jersey Jerry is an absolute wild card. You talk about a handful. I I I I stand by it. He will be in our whack pack. We bring him on. We let him exert out all that energy, and then when it's time to cut him off, you cut him off. I I say we just keep playing it this way and. And just keep the ball moving with Jersey Jerry. I like to hear that Jersey accent every other week. It, it takes me right back home, just like a good Poland spring water. What a wacko, though. <laughs> Jersey fucky Jerry. Anywho, moving on. Well, Grace Ibrahim, I've been wrong more than once, more than twice, a whole lot of times in my life. I do not think I am wrong here. I believe it is indeed that time. We ask you just for a little bit of a drum roll, please, here. It's the Ass Bob segment, week by week by week. Now, Tuesdays, Fridays, Tuesday, Fridays. I tell you fine folks, file on into the DM, submit your questions for the Ask Bob segment. What do you want to know? Let's just jump right on into this. Uh, This question was going to get answered no matter what because of the name that it is coming from. It actually happens to be a really good question. This question for the Ask Bob segment is from Stephen, get this, Stephen Gawkus out of Secaucus. For those of you who don't know, Secaucus, New York, we are hearing from Steve Gawkus from Secaucus, New York, for the Ask Bob segment. What a phenomenal name. I, as I mentioned, this guy was getting the nod for the Ask Bob segment before he even asked Bob. What a great name. This one's coming from Gawkus. What do you got for us here, Gawkus? What's your best memory or funniest story from working in hotels? That That's... It's a great question. There, there's many. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I worked in a lot of luxury hotels uh, pretty much my whole life, ever since college. I mean, that's just pretty much what I did, um, you know, in all different departments and, and whatnot. So I've seen a lot. I'll give you a story. It's a funny one. Uh, I, I, I won't. I can't name the hotel that it happened, but it, it was at a point in my career 
where I was working at the front desk. And what the deal was at the front desk, you had a you had an opportunity to make a lot of money because you're working in a luxury hotel. Rooms are very expensive, and you have what what's called an upsell opportunity where you can upgrade a guest, you know, to to a nicer room, and you know they give you a little bit of a commission off of it, you know, based on how well you do. So I I was working. This was one of my first weeks on the gig, and I'm working at the front desk, and I get a call. From some guy telling me that Dan Bilzerian needs to make a reservation. Now, if you're in between the age of, I don't know, 17 and 40, you know who Dan Bilzerian is. For those of you who older folks who may not know who Dan Bilzerian is, he's kind of like this G.I. Joe guy. It's like a Hugh Hefner on steroids and probably even more wealthy. And this guy just lives in mansions. I did a little segment on my podcast about him. And he just hangs around smoking hot girls all day. And every, you know, every guy just dreams of hanging out with Dan Bilzerian. They're just lifting weights. They're bench pressing girls in their bikinis. Bilzerian's always got these board shorts. He's in the the G.I. Joe 14-pack on his stomach. I mean, this guy's just the All-American. He was like an ex-Navy SEAL of some sort, and he just blows shit up and shoots his big old guns and snipers from his backyard. He's just, he's a commodity. Everybody knows who Dan Bilzerian is. What's he got, like 4,600 some odd million followers on Instagram, whatever it may be. But I got the call that Bilzerian was coming in. So I thought to myself, this is a perfect opportunity for an upgrade. Of course, he's going to take an upgrade. I get, I think it was 15% at that time. So you get 15% of the upgrade for him. So I'm just salivating to see Dan Bilzerian, as crazy as that may sound. It's an easy upsell. But the guy was very specific that his girlfriend would be coming in before he did. Now, the people I was working with at the front desk at the time, they don't really know who Dan Bilzerian is and definitely not what his girlfriend looks like. I sure as hell do. So I'm just chomping at the bit to get her over to my little terminal there, upgrade her. So anyway, she comes in, and I just pounce all over. I said, ma'am, you know, I'll take you right over here. She was such a sweetheart. I mean, just such a nice girl. So, yeah, I was talking to her up a little bit before I even asked for the ID and all that good stuff. Um, and I said, look, I, I, we got this actually beautiful opportunity. Right you're n- right now, you're in so-and-so suite. What I could do is I could upgrade you to this suite for an extra $5,000 more. Beautiful suite you know, did the whole spiel, she takes it in a heartbeat. I mean, she did not, she did not even hesitate. So, mind you, $5,000, 15% of that one night, I'm looking at $1,500. My adrenaline's pumping. You should have seen me just dialed in on that keyboard. Looks like I had been doing it for years the way I was typing. So she takes it. So the only problem with her taking the upgrade was he wanted to put his card on the reservation. Big macho guy, of course, he wants to pay, so I couldn't take a credit card from her. So I'm thinking, shit, if I put this girl up in the suite and somehow, some way, Bilzerian decides to not show, I'm fucked. I'm in big trouble. She's here living this lavish lifestyle in a robe and whatnot. Meanwhile, we don't have payment from her. So I was like, all right, you know what, fuck it, it's $1,500, I'm going to be ballsy. I let her up to the suite. The nicest girl, we were chatting it up. So I go down to the front desk, and I'm thinking to myself, 
this fucking guy better show. Like, I, I mean, this girl's ordering room service. I'm screwed if he does not show. So the night's getting later into my shift. My shift is going to be over soon. So now I'm starting to panic. I haven't seen Bilzerian late at night. So I'm freaking out. I can't even eat my taquitos that they were serving in the employee cafeteria. Like I'm just, I'm bugging out. I come back up. Sure enough, there he is. G.I. Joe just strutting. Big old sombrero hat, board shorts. Like a Armani exchange tight t-shirt that's just bulging from his chest. And he comes walking up. I said, oh yeah, here we go. Showtime, we got it, signed, sealed, delivered. He goes to the employee next to me, says, checking in, blah, blah, blah. The employee next to him says to him, just want to let you know we've upgraded you and your significant other to so-and-so suite, whatever it was, for an additional $5,000. I'm counting my money at the time. Bilzerian puts the card down. And he goes, "Hold on." He goes, "Why, why, why did you, why did you upgrade, or why didn't you ask me? I'm on the reservation, mind you. He's not wrong. He's got a good point. So I'm listening to this, and I start to panic. My heart's racing. I don't know what this guy's gonna do to me. He goes, "Well, who upgraded her? Like, why would they do that? I don't understand. Who upgraded her? Now I think that my employee's gonna have my back." But I'm only two weeks in. This guy turns as if he's Vanna White and just points. Well, actually, it looks like it was my colleague here, Rob. So now I'm looking eye to eye to Dan Bilzerian, and I got to explain to the guy, to this specimen, why I upgraded his significant other without letting him know. And again, he's not wrong. He's got a good point. He was very nice, but he just wanted to be alerted. So I'm starting to think to myself, fuck, I don't think he's going to take this suite. I just think that there's no way. So he's pissed. So he kind of just walks over to my terminal. So he's just eyeing me face to face. And he goes, bro, why would you do that? I said, Mr. Bilzerian, 3,000 feet of square footage, high floors, great lighting, and marble countertops are tough to ignore. This suite's the real deal here, Danny boy. I didn't actually say Danny boy, but I said that he wasn't having any of it. So I said, you know, what? why don't I just go up? I'll, I'll show you the suite. If you don't like it, we could change. He goes, okay. So we're walking over there. This was the longest walk to this elevator. I was scared shitless. He's not saying a word. We're talking just awkward silence. Elevator closes. Ding of the bell is the only thing you hear in the interaction. Finally, we're going up. I'm saying... Okay, I, I got to say something. This is, I got to break the ice. If I have any chance of him taking this suite, I got to break the ice. So it's dead quiet. I don't know what to say, but I follow his Instagram. So I said, uh, Mr. Bilzerian, I saw that uh, Chevy truck you blew up with a shotgun in the Nevada desert the other day. That was pretty freaking cool. And he just kind of like pops up, looks at me, goes, you like that? I was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, I do. You dirty dog. Just popping Chevy trucks with a shotgun. Love that shit, Mr. Bazarian. So we're going up the elevator. Starts to loosen up a little bit. We get into the room. He's kind of taking a look around. You know, he says hello to his girlfriend. Again, really just the nicest guy. Both of them. He was very polite. He was just pissed off that I didn't let him know. And again, he had a point. So, you know, breaking the ice a little bit. Finally... 
one of my colleagues, Skip. We call him Warehouse Manager Skip. He's one of our good friends. He just so happens to be the bellman at the time, so he works for the bellman. And it was late at night, so I knew it was going to be him. He comes up to the room and just totally, just completely, not just breaks the ice, shatters the ice. You know how Bilzerian loves his cats? So Bilzerian had his little cat with him. Skip comes through the door. Skip just so happens to be a big cat guy. And goes, oh, what a great cat. I have two cats myself. Bilzerian had just smile ear to ear. He goes, what kind of cat you got? He goes, Mancoon. Bilzerian goes, Mancoon, great cat. Great cat. And just starts smiling. I'm in the corner like, holy shit, keep going, Skip. Keep going, Skip. Bilzerian looks around the room and goes, yeah, we'll take it. And there it was. I said, boom, how about that, Mr. Bilzerian? Bags are all here. I'll send you up one of those fruit plates. Anything you need, my name is Rob. Booked it. This guy, I will support Dan Bilzerian for as long as he wants to keep blowing up Chevy trucks in the desert and doing whatever it is he does. And from that day, I mean, I have just been an instant fan of the guy. I will support Dan Bilzerian till the cows come home. Every single platform he's on, YouTube, Instagram, whatever it may be, I'm there. I am Team Bilzerian. He was awesome. And that, Grace Ibrahim, just about closes down our show here, the Brilliantly Dumb Show episode. I lose track, Grace, 33, 34, who gives a shit? You're listening, you're dialed in. Grace is dialed in. I'm dialed in. It don't matter. Speaking of dialed in, Monday. Couple, starting Monday, we are in the studio. We have a couple special guests for you. Monday, Bob Menery, the voice of an angel. 2.2 million views on Instagram. This guy is massive. He's a character. He's rowdy. I'm rowdy. Going to be a good matchup. After that, Wednesday, we have Jimmy Tatro. Many of you may have seen American Vandalism on Netflix. Another absolute ball buster and a character, Jimmy Tatro. Also has a Facebook watch series, Real Bros of Simi Valley. So we'll be discussing that here on the Brilliantly Dumb Show. I'm Big Game Bob. That's Grace Ibrahim behind the glass. Stay tuned, folks. Special guest coming in hot next week. You all take care now.